Straight out of Layton. You're listening to Nitwick Radio with your hosts, Logan, Aaron, Jake, and Cody. Hello and welcome to Nimwick Radio. This is uh, season four, episode six. Crazy. I, I think crazy. Uh, that was that. This has been one of our finest hiatuses to date. <laughs> we just every week, like Wednesday, would roll around and be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I can't be here tonight. No podcast." <laughs> and to continue the in the spirit of hiatus, uh, Logan's actually in Mexico, straight up. <laughs> and Damon is God knows where. I, he was on a plane yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> he's a he's a free spirit. He's Damon. Dude, he's a free spirit. Last he was I out heard, there slapping like crystal castles at a rodeo the other day. Yeah, so yeah. Like, nice. Straight up, I saw his like Spotify playlist. It's like some rodeo thing he's been doing. But uh, we got we got CJ in the room with us. Hello. There he is. CJ's in the room Dude. live. All the way from New Zealand. Yeah, no. And, and let's be clear. We actually have not sadly featured CJ directly ever, actually. CJ joined. I think you've 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 done it twice with us, right? J- you, Jovan. It was in the days. I think of I've done it once before. Yeah, I think CJ's only done it once. Dang. And what album did you choose again, bro? I'm trying to remember. No, he didn't choose. Oh, oh, yeah. Choose, yeah. That's right. This is your first time choosing. I mean, this is a proper proper featuring. This is a proper feature. This is a proper featuring happening here right now. Um, before we get too involved with that, though, I want to attempt to call uh, Logan because for those who are unaware. Uh, well, uh, Jake just said, but literally we show up and we're waiting down here. I mean, you know, classic. I'm getting the equipment going and everything. Yeah, and I, I, I hit the group chat and I say, Logan, donde estas? You know, hit him with a little Spanish, a little cultural diversity. <laughs> and I get back, bro, I'm in Mexico. <laughs> what? You didn't bother to I tell mean, us that? This, so we're about to be like super international if we can, because like at that point, we got Mexico being represented. New Zealand and the U.S. of A. This could be something special. So my, my, my vote is to attempt to reach out to Logan right now. Nitwick's international episode, dude. <laughs> Break dude, out try. that phone. Let's yeah, go. G- give him a call. I he I doubt he's gonna pick up. Dude, he I, has he answered to. almost instantly. So I all right. He has to. He has. Logan's to the kind of person that I imagine goes to Mexico and plays Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> like doesn't go to the beach or anything. Just plays visual novels. All right, you ready? Oh, fetch, fetch, fetch. Sorry. Let me kill that. Well, the stream's working. The stream's, stream's working. working. That's always the a good sign. Working. That's always a great sign. All right, here we go. Can we hear the ringer? Throw that baddie on speaker. It is. Oh, oh there yeah, we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. There we go. There we go. This is quality. Like, this is what you should be listening to. Like, this is what having dude, a podcast is I'm going to hit. I'm going to hit end call if it starts with his voicemail. No, no, no. No. Let's leave a voicemail live on air. <laughs> Bro, come on. Hey, this is Logan Rios. I can't get to your call right now, but if you want to, please feel free to leave a message and then we'll work from there. And then we'll work from there. <laughs> I love that it's a business voicemail. When you have finished recording, okay. you may hang up or press one for more options. 
Hey, Logan, let's work from there. Um, <laughs> CJ, we're, we're live on the air right now. Um, you did not tell anyone that you were in Mexico. CJ's not in Mexico. You said Logan CJ. Is. You were talking to Logan. Oh, here. sorry, man. So, hey, Logan, how's it going? Uh, we're just sitting here doing a Nitwick episode. Um, you thought we were on hiatus, but you thought wrong. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just... satisfied with your message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, a winner. Yeah, that's I think, right. I think that's it just cuts off after me, like, borderline yelling. <laughs> all right, all right, enough of this nonsense. Oh, gosh. So, uh, CJ, every, everybody's been dying to know, how have you been? How's the missus? How are the kids? How have you been keeping? Um... Good, thank you, and you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. That, that was concise. Oh, you know, I've been keeping well. <laughs> well. Beyond that, he just implied I have a missus and kids. <laughs> you implied I did too. <laughs> We're all learning things about each other tonight. But, I mean, you do. That's the thing. I mean, the, the, the listeners aren't aware of it. We don't mean to dox anyone, all right? Yeah, but, we don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's actually my son's third birthday coming up. This oh, dude, hey. yo, gang, dude, that's sweet. Yeah, that's so good to hear. Yeah. Still trying to find out who the mum is. But. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> who the mum is? No, uh, seriously, enjoy talking with you and uh, Jovan at any opportunity given. Um, CJ been killing it. He's playing League of Legends. He's raising children. I'm playing League of Legends. He's raising children. So, yeah, you, you got to tell us, uh, joining, starting the, the life of League of Legends, are you becoming toxic in everything you do? Or are you keeping you it? You I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so angry these days. Because, <laughs> nice. um, like, I live in a little uh, cabin on the property, and so I don't have a bathroom readily available so i just go outside and pee on the grass Acid but every night when i go to pee on the grass i step on snails and i get so angry at these snails <laughs> i went and bought some snail poison and i've murdered so many snails ever since i started playing league of legends <laughs> yes <laughs> yes by, by snail poison do you mean salt like if you sprinkle salt on those guys doesn't that just take care of them uh, i've got like military grade <laughs> <laughs> Lips and pellets <laughs> for slugs and snails. Military grade snail poison. It's the most dangerous stuff a civilian can buy in New Zealand. <laughs> you almost it have to have a license. That, it does? It says that if you're pregnant and you eat it, your baby will die. That's what it says in the box. <laughs> <laughs> that goes hard the same Holy way that, like <laughs> cigarette boxes in other countries have like horrible, like cancer riddled people. People. <laughs> it's the same idea. I've I've seen those, but dude, that goes crazy hard. Putting that on a snail poison box, <laughs> woo! Very up. Have you ever like stepped on a snail shell and like had the shell embed itself in your foot? Ooh, oh. H- have you? I'm asking. No, that's an experience I haven't had yet. That's an experience I hope you never have. Well, yeah, I mean, sounds it sounds horrible. sounds painful. Slugs. Has it happened to you? No, it hasn't. But I will. I, I will. Oh. I will say this. I I have grabbed snails before and, and and salted them i don't yeah dude it's confession week i, <laughs> I, I just now realized I probably <laughs> all of our fbi agents but all, all i'm this. saying is if you do salt a snail dude it is grotesque it is i've that, seen that it. goes in that goes really hard like 
absolute torture to the poor thing. Yeah, it's... I don't recommend Nitwick, it. Nitwick doesn't support it. We've done it, but we don't support it. We're all vegans now. We're we all vegans now, torture. all of us. <laughs> Sorry to wrap you into that one, CJ, but you're now vegan too by <laughs> association. Vegan. Yeah, you're a vegan. At least until the end of the show, eh? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's the right way to, to play the cards. <laughs> have you ever attempted to be a vegan? You know, a lot of, a lot of us in, in these modern times have, have tried. Um, I haven't attempted to be vegan, but I have, uh, thought about it. I oh, thought about it. All right. We have, yeah, uh, thought about it. one and of then, our, and then what? Mm, after you thought about nothing. it? Yeah, nothing. Remember the chicken's <laughs> delicious. He thought about it and then he literally ate like a freaking chicken breast that night. Cause that's, that's what happens every time I think of going vegan. I was vegan for two years and literally what ruined it was chicken. I was like, man, <laughs> some chicken tendies sound good. Right? I was like, 2 a.m. I was completely sober. Two naturally, years, Completely sober. And I was like, oh, some chicken tenders, man. <laughs> it was great. Best decision so, I ever so made. So wait, your veganism ended while you were completely sober? Completely sober. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understood. So you, you didn't break your vegan streak in, in a fit of absolute... <laughs> like- no, it was, in a, it was in a fit of I'm unfit. Except it, I'm perfectly fit it's to go anywhere. Week. It's confession week. It's you confession don't, week. You don't have to hold back. We're all here for you. Was, this is, this no, is, dude. Uh, I was baked, I think man. raising I was, canes alone is responsible for breaking so many vegans. It's so delicious. <laughs> dude, raising canes is just unresistable. Over there in New Zealand, is uh, there any chicken places? Like KFC? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have KFC. Dude, gang, I love KFC, actually. Dude, I don't know how it is over there. I don't, you know, I don't know how their quality control is. Do you like it? Probably better than the one in the U.S. <laughs> the KFC in New Zealand is really greasy, to be honest. Nice. No, I got you. Got there you. we go. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty greasy. Americans <laughs> being represented. <laughs> being rep- yeah. internationally. Yeah, dude. We Based send our on- McDonald's and KFC across the seas. They, it says right there on the KFC bucket, it's like, if you are pregnant and you eat this, it will kill your baby. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. They're much more honest with their warnings They're over there. They're much more honest. Yeah. It's it's truly the way to be, though. Anyway, we're happy to have CJ. He actually picked the album this week. Um, we will hop right on in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off correctly. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can CJ see the stream? Yeah, you can. You see that nice little animation? I actually, I commissioned Logan's sister to do that, and then I did the nice little, you know, I put it all together. Nice. And what do you think, CJ? Did Jake do a good job? Yeah, I think that little jingle that just happened was, like, better than the whole album I suggested. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... Just review that instead. (laughs) Album, well, I mean... It, everything's bound to happen. That's that's how this show tends to go. There, there's usually not a particular direction, as anyone who's cared to listen to a full episode knows. Um, but why don't you give the album a bit of an introduction? Um, yeah, so the album is called Brand New Eyes by Paramore. And um, this was like one of the first albums that got me interested in music, actually. And I was back in middle school. I would have been like, I don't know how old. You, but um, hey, uh, Joe Vaughn, I think cited this album. We didn't listen to it, but he cited this album as an important album to him. Was who did who who was the originator? Is this you or him? Who escaped uh, the, Dad's iPod and started introducing some tunes? 
Um, I want to take credit for that, but I can't because it was actually a girl I liked at the time that nice. got me hooked onto. Yeah, so I'll have to give credit to her, bro. Love it, dude. Love it. Yeah, back when I was like thirteen or whatever. So, so that's been a long-standing conversation point we've had. It, it, do you think it's uh, based or cringe to, uh, well? Specifically in a romantic context, but how do you feel about sharing music uh, when you're dating somebody? Is that is that a, a, a worthwhile activity? Oh, it's not just worthwhile. I think it's necessary. There we go. That's Based. the one. That is the one. Very That's why good. I share black metal with so, all the so, girls. So, so, absolutely. So if you're not quite as lucky and you're like in elementary school and you're sharing uh, Imagine Dragons, like a host who's <laughs> in Mexico right now might have done at one point, do you think that's based or cringe? <laughs> Based, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think. Yes, I think being in Mexico right now is kind of cringe, though, Logan. <laughs> dude, I'm not, for real, Hold dude. Out. For we real, we get a warning, and like I expect Damon to not give us a warning, but usually we get one from Logan. Yeah, about. straight. Up. I was up at the dinner table eating carrots, waiting for Logan to walk through the door. Honestly, he was eating carrots for a while too, because I'd been here for like 20 minutes before he came down. <laughs> here's the he one. was eating carrots when I walked. Here's in, the so. thing, though. He's got he's got like an eccentric. And I, I, I mean that in all love. I, I, I mean that in all love. But his his uncle that lives in Mexico. Oh, he, it's that guy. He always telling crazy stories. Yeah, right. So right. He, he might be having the time of his life. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why he couldn't answer the phone call. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, though, you uh, a girl you like, how does she introduce you uh, to Paramore? Um, bro, I can't even remember. so long ago. All I know is that I really liked her, and um, she told me that her favorite song at the time was a Paramore song, and I think I can remember the exact song was Brick by Boring Brick, and so I went and I listened to that song because I thought if it can be my favorite song too, then I can be her favorite person. <laughs> so I listened yes! To yeah. Straight up. And I listened to the whole album, and I loved that album. Bro, that's yeah. the way. That is the way. That's really the chosen way. And were you her favorite person? At least for at least for a couple days, maybe. Is, is she is she the mother of the three year old? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Nice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> oh man! No, that's fantastic, though. Actually, like I love that. Cause, so okay, if this was an album that kind of like spurred your interest in music, though, it means that. Before she told you about Brick by Boring Brick, were you really listening to much music? Were you listening to your dad's music or like like what? Was it basically a musicless life before then for you? Yeah, it was it was basically a musicless life. So my mom and my dad never really listened to music around the house. Um and and my dad, he's a chiropractor. And so the only music that he would listen to would be music that he felt be played in his clinic mm. mm -hmm. and it wasn't because he liked it he just thought it like set the atmosphere of like what would be appropriate in that setting uh -huh. and so that was like the only exposure i had to music i see so he was playing like five finger death punch <laughs> and like slipknot straight up that kind of yeah you yeah. gotta you gotta be safe right you don't want to like actually be throwing down you know those really scary dudes that throw down yeah like yeah. So he, yeah. he was he was keeping it pretty safe for the clinic. But he, he was yeah, yeah. I understand. I got you. Implying Slipknot has no riffs, SMH. No, I I am just saying <laughs> playing it a little safe. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
It's not like those satanic riffs that what Slipknot has. Yeah, yeah, they're not satanic riffs. Yeah, like those Imagine Dragons yeah. riffs. <laughs> Straight <laughs> off. <laughs> no, that's sick. So, uh, actually, hmm. interesting enough, I had never listened to a Paramore album. Really? I actually had not either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I, I do regret to say that, honestly. Those first three Paramore albums are all so good. Yeah. So, so this really is good. this is, is the not the first, one. is it? This is the third one. Third one. So the first one's "All We Know Is Falling" came out in 2005, I think. Uh, and then there's "Riot," which "Misery Business" is like the Paramore song that's mm. on there. Yeah, I've, and then I have heard that. Song. This one, and that was like the like original core of the band. After that, one of the members left, and I've never liked a Paramore well, album since then. What's the uh, song that uh? <clears throat> what's the song that she retired? That was Misery Business, but she brought it back. Yeah, she's like, tour. you kids keep calling each other that word that you were so angry about. I'm not going to say it on here. It starts with a W, ends with an H, has it, or ends with an E, has an H and O and R in the middle. Oh, of it. yeah, okay. Um, she's oh, like, wow. you guys keep calling each other that. She's like, you canceled me for it. <laughs> she's like, this is stupid. She's like, I'm bringing the song back. So they started playing it again on this tour. But anyway, yeah, they were just in town. Yeah, literally last week. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a Aaron and I have a coworker that went and he loved it. And I'm not gonna lie, it looked like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they have great energy live. Yeah, she she really looks like she brings it, and it's weird because it's like, how do I put this? My and again, there's a very external uh, perception of Paramore, but it's like. It feels like everybody who loves Paramore got into them when they were in like junior high. It's very much like a yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, especially our age, they got popular when we were in junior high. Like 2005 yeah. was that first album. 2007 is when they really like blew up, like past just people that listen. Because there's some songs on the first album that are great. But it but it's and, like but this album. We were 14, so 2009, ninth grade. Would you call Paramore e- emo? I call them pop punk. Got you. Because like. It just it feels like it, it scratched the itch of the skater culture, but not in a edgy way, like in a fun, welcoming way. And that's translated really well with time, I think. Better yeah. better than other acts, I see. They kind of were there in a similar space. So, yeah, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are. So, like, obviously, CJ, you're a fan of this album, I, I take it. I mean, I... Like uh, why so why did you choose it why did you want to bring it to the show i feel like um at least at least to me it's one of those rare albums where like every single song's a banger like there's no misses on it Mm. i would agree actually i was surprised how good the guitar riffs were yeah there were several times i was like yeah that was great did you listen to the other two albums before Uh, this one no go back and listen to those because they're loaded with that like for this kind of band, you wouldn't expect such like skilled guitar yeah, playing, but it's yeah. there. I also, you know, classic uh, young man that I am, the ballad came on, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's the exact opposite. And this I is- go and look I go and, <laughs> I go and look at the monitor. It's the most listened to track on that whole album. Wait, what even is, what is the ballad? Dude, I, don't, I can't remember the name. It's, One of the acoustic songs? It's like in the middle. There's okay. two acoustic like, songs. The, oh, oh, only exception, me- I guess. The only exception, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, no, the uh, Misguided Ghosts was probably my favorite track on the whole album. Is that the second? That's the second to last. I I like the second acoustic song. I'm not a big... I don't... That was like a weird era, because I was listening to a lot of bands like this when this came out. Like, Rise Against did it, too, where it would just be super high-tempo, like, punk songs, and then, bam, acoustic song. Acoustic song. I'm like, stop. 
please stop but, because it's such a tempo killer you need uh, you need the pacing though you really you do don't need, no you need the, I, I, well, I, I don't, don't know. think I think, you do i think i agree with cody in this case where okay but but don't get me wrong before i even say this I, my favorite track on this album was one of the acoustic ones they are good but like but like yeah i, I do like get what cody's killer. saying like the the energy this album's going for they definitely stand out a lot and yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if that is the exactly what you would want out of this album. Well, and like think of the contrast between like the opening song "Careful," which is high tempo, it's fast, and very like in your face. It's you know loud, and then the acoustic songs. And I "Rise Against" ruined it for me. It was "Swing Life Away," and that was two thousand four. Like I have never recovered from that. When I'm listening to an album <laughs> by any of those bands, and I'm like, man, these tracks are rippers. They're so fast. Like everything's like two minutes long. And then there's an acoustic track. Dude, I just want to strangle somebody. I'm sorry. I'm the guy. It's radio play is what it is. Yeah, they just want to yeah. get radio play because like yeah. Rise Against is the perfect example. Like I'm pretty sure if you went to their Spotify page right now, Swing Life Away is going to be the number one song. Yeah. There. And those two albums they released before that one have no acoustic tracks, really. Mm. Like there's songs they've played acoustic, but they're just renditions of non-acoustic songs. Yeah, no. I mean, what can I say? What can I say? I enjoy them. Because like when it, no, there's nothing wrong with enjoying that. It, it got me to look at the monitor again, I guess. Because like I, I was just listening to it while I was working, and a lot of it was just fading together. Uh, the the moments that definitively got me uh, a moment, another moment that definitively got me to look at the monitor though is the closing track. It's great. Closing track's great. Holy yeah, moly! That, very good. That is such a track. strong closer, honestly. Yeah, her vocal performance really good. She's no, seriously, vocalist. her voice freaking rules. Yeah. Like, like that right from the first track. I love the first track. Like the oh, opening it's my track. favorite song in the album. Yeah, that that's my second favorite. My first was Misguided Ghost. Second favorite was first track. And honestly, like she just like ah, oh, she just hits like this energy. It's so cool. I I don't know how to explain it. It's it's like I guess I'm so used to. Uh, I, there's not that many female. Dude, vocal Levine. Well, that's true. She, but like, she invented punk rock. But here's the thing: is like this. She, really? You would yeah. say that? Oh, yeah. You would say that? Oh yeah. Wow. She, she brings <laughs> the singer of Paramore brings an energy that you don't see very often. That's for what I'm sure. Saying. And I love it. She's I think a little bundle of energy. She's only like five foot two. Like, so great. She's crazy live. Really fun. Have you Have you been to Paramore? Mm -hmm. I saw them like back in the day. They played Warp Tour. <laughs> I saw a lot yeah, of bands on Warp Tour. So that really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, um, I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it, though, because I was kind of like, this is an album, like, my initial, what I was thinking, I'm like, this is an album that I kind of had to be there. I, I kind of had to be there. Like, people have such a love for this stuff. And I wasn't there, so, you know. But then it was like, there's good reason to actually really be a fan of Paramore. That is about how I felt, too. I was like, this is a phenomenal album. I definitely feel like I'm late to the party, but I still enjoy it from, you know, the, what, what the, like, like the, the way I'm interfacing with it is definitely past its time, but it's okay. Cause I still really enjoy it, but it is kind of one of those things where it's like, dang, I wish I would have kind of been in on that wave. Cause this is freaking awesome. Yeah. I wish, wish I could have been cool when I was, I wish I, I wasn't cool. cool. I just, I wish a girl would have recommended it to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's way cooler than me just like stumbling onto it watching MTV because I had no friends to hang out with in <laughs> 2005. But uh, CJ, did you own a skateboard? No, I didn't. Uh, I did, but I never, I never skated. I did, and I learned like two freaking tricks, bro. I was a real skater. Nice. 
I really did enjoy it though. I just never got. Super I mean, at good. least your introduction to this album though legitimately came from somebody you were dating. Like that. That's clout. That's clout. You have a. Oh, well, I was about to say dating. Oh, I I don't know about that, bro. You you said you were in Very. elementary school or junior high. And she's sharing yeah. music to you. I'm pretty sure that's dating in junior high, bro. I never actually like even to this day. I still haven't met her in person. Time out. Okay, hold up, hold up. CJ. Was this yeah. a MySpace thing? <laughs> All right, this is this is Bebo. Oh, nice. Is Bebo in America? Yeah, yeah we had yeah, Bebo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight up, this is, this is Bebo. It's like it was like a Facebook affiliate prior to like Facebook. This is, yeah, so very late 2000s, yeah. So, so you're saying there's no guarantee that this wasn't a middle-aged man that you were talking to? Which would be I met her brothers. Which, we have a buddy that started dating some, he, was he, playing, he was playing StarCraft, and he started dating a girl that he Why? met through StarCraft. You should never talk to anybody you meet on StarCraft. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he found out, like, a month later it was, like, a middle-aged man. That's honestly kind of sick. But by then, <laughs> they had already exchanged Paramore albums. There's uh, no turning oh. back after that. Oh. Oh, it's game gosh. over. I guess I'm gay now. <laughs> <laughs> We're realizing things about ourselves tonight. Straight up, I'm vegan. I'm <laughs> oh, dude. Um, no, stra straight up, though, like, seriously respect. I'm kind of jealous that you were in on this Paramore thing, especially that some girl showed it to you. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah, no, um, and I, I will say, I'll go back seriously and listen to the first three albums. So two, well, This is the third first one, two. So you've heard it. <clears throat> first two. Yeah. I will say solid recommendation on this one in my view and i'm honestly surprised i'd never listened so that, that that's that i would be i would be really surprised if logan has not listened to no no oh, logan 110 percent yeah. heard this album for sure yeah for sure it's too bad man it's too bad he's in freaking mexico he would have strangled out so i couldn't get any words and just been like yeah actually this is an album i will 100 percent praise i know we are we've only been live for like 20 minutes <laughs> Already pretty much did the album part. Usually we're just getting to the album because Logan's been, you know, on some pontificating you know, rant. Though, you know, I was just editing down the last several episodes, though, and uh, came, Not to that the, bad. came to the realization that, la well, no, it was the last episode we recorded. Oh, yeah, Logan was quiet as frick. He had almost yeah. nothing to say. No, I noticed Which, that in real time. Yeah. I was like, I was like bro, you're saying that? nothing. Is that the Damon album? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. the Damon okay. album, yeah. yeah. He had very little to say that week. So Which, by, by the way, quick interjection. Uh, Pocket Cast Gang said that Cody and Mai's mic mics are very quiet. Oh. Just letting you know. I'm just no, no, no. I will, I'll, hey. I'll yell. Know, I will have you guys up next week. <laughs> How about and that? Number two, uh, Lil Griffey said sick flume shirt. Hey, thanks, man. I'll try not wear it on stream again because I know that you keep notes. <laughs> Wish you guys could see CJ right now. He's he's buck naked. Buck Dude, naked buck in a field naked. of mushrooms. Yeah. He's in a field of what? What is his background? I'm pretty sure they're mushrooms. I can't they're see mushrooms. much of it. Nice. Dude, I saw a meme today that was like, I got in my lift cab tonight and told the driver I was on shrooms, and he asked if I meant like pizza mushrooms. <laughs> and, and then it was like, once I told him, uh, yeah, pizza mushrooms, he said, well, sometimes I sit down and eat a whole can of olives. I was like... That man rolls. I was like, protect that man at all costs. That's a good guy. <laughs> Dude, are olives zero calorie for real? Is that, is that real? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just like olive oil. I just like olive oil, bro. But raise a hand. Whoever's listening, if you're at work right now, I want your hand in the air. 
Who, who watching their calorie intake? Do I look like I watch or, my calorie I'm intake? I'm watching my Come calorie on. intake. <laughs> Bro, I hang out with the Tongans. They have like the craziest eating just frenzy all the time. Like, man, we're going to eat like six horses tonight. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then they do between like three people. Is horse horse pretty good? That's all right. Wait, wait. They actually eat horse? Mm-hmm. How do they get it? Oh, they just buy horses and kill them. Dude, that goes hard. It's honestly kind of terrifying when you don't realize why they're buying horses and the horse is dead the next time you see it. You're like, oh, oh, you weren't kidding. You're like, We're really going to eat that tonight. Yeah, no, horse is pretty decent. Dude, that goes crazy. Do they eat horses out in New Zealand, CJ? It's illegal here. Not anymore, way. it's not. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I can't. I speak on behalf of the Tongan community here, but I'm <laughs> sure you can. Someone. I speak yeah. on behalf of the Northern Utah Tongan community all the time, and I'm white as it gets. It's cool. They told me I'm Tongan, so just yeah, that's fantastic. I'm now the speaker. Cody, Cody really is in. That's true. Cody's in. But yeah, dude, this this Paramore album extremely good. Like, I'll definitely be returning to this. Um, it's great fall music. She she great looks great fall music. According yes. to what I was seeing, yeah, no. Okay, live, all the videos I saw, she looked like uh, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. That's how she's dressed up. Never seen it. It really was. You've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas? I just watched Beetlejuice for the first time like three months ago. Sick, dude. Yo, Nightmare Before Christmas, I'd be curious what you think, bro. Because like, that, no. is, that is top ten movies for me. We're not we're not having a movie podcast Logan, at moment. Did, have you heard Logan's take? Mm-mm. This bullcrap take about, <laughs> it's, it's horrible writing. This is one of the worst written movies I've ever seen. I don't know, dude. I watched Cabin Fever by Eli Roth last night. I saw that. Honest to God, the worst dialogue I've ever seen in a movie. I laughed, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's because it sounds like it was written by a 14-year-old. <laughs> like, it's so bad. <laughs> we're hopping into uh, the topic. What is the topic? What is the topic? The topic is... Hey, CJ, do you like that cute little... That cute little... Uh, uh, animation yeah. there. I, I like the no. Logan sister. Those doodles are cool. Oh, the topic of the week. Logan sister turned me into a furry on that thing. The to- <laughs> I have cat ears. <laughs> I've never noticed that before. The topic of the week. It, it, it actually doesn't currently exist. Is the deal? It doesn't currently exist because usually we uh, on uh, a week like as such, we we I I dropped the ball here. I probably should have talked to CJ in advance. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I actually have not. I'm going to be honest with you. I have been listening to way too much podcasting lately. I have not been listening to music. So I feel like a total poser right now. Poser. In the moment. I don't even have a good music topic. Poser moment. Off the top, <laughs> off the top of my head, I really... Fake music I, fan moment. I, I just... <laughs> I'm sitting here right now, and I just don't really know a, a solid uh, a mind-bending... Uh, topic usually when me and CJ have, or, or rather Logan, I keep screwing that up. Me and Logan have a more uh, like in, in the OG days when it was just me and him on college radio, dude. We we'd always get like so philosophical with it. Oh, I hate philosophy. So yeah, you're in danger of that if you let me think for long enough. So I mean, if if somebody in chat, some uh, somebody in New Zealand. You know, heck, I'll even take somebody in Mexico right now has got a topic. I will talk about it right here, right now. Band reunions, good or not? Okay, that's pretty good. It's not ba- band reunions, good yes. or not? That's a pretty good question. It's actually really relevant right now with 
everything that's been going on. Yeah, no, Porcupine Tree, I saw them last month. And Paramore. literally... Paramore. Well, Paramore never really broke up. Blink-182. Blink-182 is back they, together. Isn't this tour like kind of a reunion thing, though? I think it's or is like... It not? I think they might have been on like a bit of a hiatus, but they never officially broke up that I know of. I could be wrong, but... Oh, yo. Lil Griffey just... Dropped a good topic idea. Hit me with too. the fire. Dude, Lil Griffey's my boy. Lil Griffey said, Does a vocalist have to be a good singer to make good music? No. Absolutely not. Dang it, we all agree too much because I also am the same <laughs> way. Like, like actually, CJ, what's your stance? Uh, I think it depends on the style of music you're making. That's fair. That's too nuanced. Yeah, yeah, that's we too hate nuanced. nuanced here. We're here CJ. for black we, and white opinions. We, we I hate like, nuanced. No. <laughs> you have to be able to sing well to create music. Really? Uh, it's not what I really believe. <laughs> He's just trying to stir the punch. Because here's the thing. I actually love a good artist that writes vocal lines that live outside of their vocal range. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, can't think of any I'm like the biggest Roger Waters, dude. He always be pushing his range. Oh, yeah, that's that, that's true. I, I'm like the biggest Midwest emo fan in the world. None of them can sing. And none of them can sing. <laughs> and that is part of the charm for me. See, but does that really? Do you? This this is this really does hurt my feelings because like to say they can't sing isn't true. Well, what does it mean to sing? Here, here's what I'll say. Do you think they're good singers? That's the question, right? Yes. You have to be a good singer. What does it mean? What do you mean? You're saying technically good again? Is this is this another? Well, that's a good. No, qu- I, I mean I that's think, a good question. But I like, think ultimately it does kind of come down to like what kind of music are they making? This is the moment when like Logan's not here to tell us we can't be nuanced. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the moment when what Logan would say right now, one hundred percent guaranteed. He said it a million times. It's it's so predictable. He would be sitting there saying it was never about how it sounds. Yeah, that's what he. That's would what say. he'd be saying. Be like, okay, dude. Have a new take. The ghost come, to the new, come to the show with a new Please. take. <laughs> Logan, you're in Mexico, and I don't know if you're going to hear this before you get back, but we're tearing you up. But we're I, tearing I, you I up. I would 100% like actually, I mean, I understand what's being said when, when that's uh, said. Okay, I'm, I guess I agree with you that we're getting down into semantic detail, but like what, what I will say is a good singer in this context, good singer would mean they're fulfilling their role in the genre they're in. And so in that sense, mm. in that sense, yes, Midwest emo singers are great singers, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the average person hears them, usually they're extremely tone deaf. They're on the verge of crying sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and it's just True. like, yeah, the average person is going to be like, oh, my gosh, they are like throwing up into that mic. Yeah, know? I'm not like I don't listen to the clash for like operatic skill. Yeah. Joe Strummer can't sing. The man yells most of the time and like does things in a halfway Jamaican accent. The other. See, I've been <laughs> blessed to collaborate with CJ quite a bit with on music. He is a way better musician and producer than I ever. I honestly ever will be, and that's already true. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna flatter you right right here right now, CJ. Quick side note for oh, those I'm that blushing. quick quick side note for those that are just. Uh, you know, here right in this moment. CJ actually wrote our intro song. Yeah. You know that freaking heater that starts every episode? That was this man right here. See, but here's the deal about CJ. He overthinks. I've watched him do that too. (laughs) I've watched him sit there writing casino music for hours on end. (laughs) Dude, I was on the drive. And the boy boy comes up with a minute and a half, and he's been working on that thing for six hours. And CJ, whatever you had going in the first 30 seconds 
was absolute fire. <laughs> it was fire. <laughs> so, so, so the deal that I, the the deal is, I actually am interested because, like, your initial take even on this, um, having worked with you creatively somewhat, I do like the music. I, I believe that you actually do value mu- musicianship quite a bit more than I personally do. I think that's actually just true. And um, I don't know. So for you when you're listening, is it important generally that they're decent musicians or if, if the chord progression is pretty basic, can you get past it? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it depends on the style of music. For example, like if I'm listening to like a, deathcore band and the singer can't scream and he's just like singing like i'll, I'll say it's trash even if it, he sings really well you know what i mean just because it doesn't fit in the style that i'm wanting to listen to and i'd say the same for like um like a dubstep artist if the dude's just using like samples and presets and he's putting together a beat i'll say that's trash because that's not why i'm listening to the song but then if a pop artist was just using samples and putting that together i'll say it's fine because you know that's that's not trying to impress people with like their sound design skills yes. and i think it it really just depends on the style like if i'm listening to a jazz person who can't like i don't know solo i'd be like very what are you doing but if i'm listening to um justin bieber who can't solo on the piano i'd be like you know it doesn't mean he's a bad musician. It's just it's just the style. That's my take. I think. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think I'd agree with that. Like, I agree with that. How too. do we define like the voice? Is it also an instrument? Because I don't need a guitar player to play some crazy virtuoso dream theater solo if he's in a like three chord punk band. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. I think what I'm hearing you guys say, and I actually agree with, and it's not a conclusion I would have come to by myself, uh, is genre is what's at play, and that's that's actually really good. Uh, argument against vocaloids too because a lot of people will destroy the vocaloids well, well a lot of people will bring the <laughs> bring the vocaloid in and then just say oh we're, we're gonna get rid of the singer basically it's like i vocaloid tends tends to fall under genre yeah certain genres yeah, exactly, exactly. Miko so, so i mean it could work it could work relative to a genre but um it's not an outright reply like i like there's this artist uh I don't know who's behind it, if it's a male, a female, or who. But uh, <laughs> way, to it's, go. It's, way to get things started. I'm just, I'm just saying, once you start listening, you'll understand why. Um, but they're called Yame Online. And Is that the one that Logan showed you one night while we were down here? Like, uh, no, that was different. That was like Little Hard Drive or something. <laughs> or Yeah, yeah, Little Hard Drive. Little Hard Drive. <laughs> a- anyways, um, Yame Online is like... It's all just one of those freaking vocal Japanese VSTs that Logan would use. But they make these freaking sick 808s behind it. And it's like, this is perfect. Like, even if, if somebody was singing on this, it wouldn't hit the same as using this Vocaloid right now. And so it's like, do I think that all vocalists should be replaced with Vocaloids? Absolutely not. But like, in that context with that music, like, nothing would fit better. So I, I yeah I don't know I just think it all depends on context. That's that's kind of my take on it. So another thing that that I think is pretty hilarious is um, the 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 com- commentary on sampling because um, again I guess relative to genre it's okay to sample or it can be again it's all going to be an opinion. But like <clears throat> I've also watched CJ 
not only not only use but produce samples so uh, either that's a sellout move or like s- sample packs okay when you turn around and you start selling it's not a sellout move at all <laughs> you don't think that's a sell no absolutely so not. let's say you're selling jazz samples yeah dude that's totally is that the point of jazz is that the point of jazz well you don't you don't use jazz samples to just make jazz always like i don't know dude Okay, let's say I somebody want- is making a jazz record and they're using jazz samples that was sold to them from a sample pack. I mean, I guess it depends, but like, have you watched Kenny Beats work? Yeah. You've seen Kenny Beats at work. Kenny Beats is like one of the best examples of <clears throat> using samples properly. It's like you take samples <clears throat> and you treat them like an instrument. Like, treat samples like an instrument. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to drag and drop. Here's a bass line I found, you know. Oh, this is a C major bass line. Drag it in. Like, if you're doing that, I guess, sure, I could agree. I think the genre rule holds, and you're violating violating that genre, depending on what genre you're sampling, would be my opinion. Yeah, I I mean, I, I guess I could kind of agree with that. But, like, also, I was watching an interview with Flume this week, and he said that, like, what he intentionally does is he goes out and he finds sample packs from totally opposite, like unrelated genres. Like he'll, he'll buy like a freaking jazz pack and he'll buy some hard style pack. And then he'll just use those packs together to create something new. And I think, I think that's like an infinite power that samples have. And if you're saying, oh, making a jazz sample pack is a bad idea, I'm like, no, I totally disagree. Yeah, well, I I would just say as a consumer, using a jazz sample pack to make jazz might be a bad idea. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. What um, What if I'm a jazz pianist and I like to make jazz music and I don't know how to play the violin, I don't own a violin, but I want to have violin backing the track, then I might go and download a a violin jazz pack to support my piano soloing. In that case, I think it's, you know. Yeah, I I agree. I also think that's fine. Yeah, that probably is. I just think, here's the thing is, I just think there's a lot of shame that people assign to sampling. And it kind of drives me nuts because it's like, okay, yeah, I guess the shame that, that you guys are all getting at is literally if you just drag and drop everything you make. Like if it's just drag and drop always, that's it. I guess I get the hate, but I don't know, dude. It's just another tool, just like anything else. And, and I think people just like un, an unbalanced amount of hate towards sampling. But I honestly, some of my favorite artists sample all the time. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would tend to, tend to agree with that as well. Okay. Before- I think um, another point to, to consider is like, if you look at where all this hate coming from, it's coming from other music producers. And so you have to ask yourself, are you making music for other music producers or are you making music for people who are music producers? Yeah. And if they're not music producers, then like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But like, for example, like in like, uh, like dubstep, drum and bass, that kind of scene, most of the people that consume their music are other producers that make that similar music and if they knew that that person was using samples then they'd feel like they're cheating but that's because the audience is also producers yep that's just i, like, I totally agree with that's you just on like that. the whole clout street clout the hip-hop thing kind of yeah and, and i don't know that, that's why like it, go, it goes back to what we've talked on this show before where it's like who are you making the music for why are you making the music because if all you're trying to do is impress other music producers dude 
th- th- there's so many stupid standards out there that people are going to try to pull out and just flex. Like, you got to just decide why you're making it and who you're making it for. Yeah, if anything, I actually thought it was pretty great when we saw Flume. He, he he did a like a little synth solo and the the dude kind of showed his hand as far as like how how much he knows of music theory and I'm like Flume knows about as much music theory as I know that's so sick I'm so glad to hear it <laughs> you know like he doesn't know what he's doing he's just like and I'm like all right that's my boy that's how we get it done <laughs> you can produce you know uh, but obviously he's super creative in, I, I in thought respect to what he's out to do. I thought that synth went crazy hard okay one other thing. Uh, I want to. I want to return briefly to the reunion thing. I think if, ah uh, man, I think if you're going to do a reunion thing, it has to have been over ten years for That's it fair. for it to have any relevance. And and I don't think you should do it more than once. I agree with that. I think I generally agree with that as well. Yeah. But then, like, there's 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 the whole idea of oh a reunion tour. We haven't been together for 10 years or whatever. And then there's the idea of touring yourself into oblivion, which is kind of what I feel like is happening with like slipknot, for example, at what point do you just call it? At what point do you just call it a day? And then when you did, when you do a reunion 10 years down the road, it would be way more meaningful. What's like, I was thinking, like today, the reason I was thinking about Bannon wasn't Blink-182, because they never technically broke up. They just switched around some members. Yeah. Um, but there's a band from Seattle called Botch. They were like late 90s, early 2000s, like metalcore legends. They wrote one or two full lengths. The last one they wrote was in 1999, um, We Are the Romans. One of my favorite albums of all time. But they haven't played a show since 2002. So like earlier this year, they're like, oh, hey, you know, 2020 lockdown time we were all really able to put together a song, but we're not going to play any shows. And then over the weekend video went up on YouTube of them playing someone's birthday party. Like one of their friends, like they played a house show for him and it was nuts. So today they announced two shows. That's all they're going to do. Two shows in Seattle in February. And so I, I think you're hundred percent right. You're like, going? Oh yeah. I'm going to buy tickets to both nights tomorrow. And <laughs> it's like, they were literally the last band on my list of, Wow, it would be cool to see these bands, but I don't think I'll ever see them. So That's gonna, it. So you're going to see uh, the first night's going to be amazing. Second night, you're going to hang gonna, out. You're going to be levitating, and then you're going to die. That's fine. Then you're going to die because you've seen it all. I've seen it all. Dang. My life will cease. 28 <laughs> years old. <Crap. laughs> Time to call it. Call Time it a day. To, you know, I'm you not know what? Time to call into it. Oblivion. <laughs> Time. Dang. Time to call it. <laughs> He's going. <laughs> going no dude that's sick honestly i'm super excited for you like bucket list show like that it's gonna be awesome yeah dude i don't have any idea who they're playing with i don't even know how much tickets are gonna be i was like i've got a credit card for a reason i was like i'm just gonna throw <laughs> these both on there it's like not a i mean they're not gonna be like over a hundred dollars they're a hardcore band like yeah even though like they made a lot of beef with hardcore bands back in the day like, it's they're still a hardcore band <laughs> yeah no, that that definitely is one to watch though because the the reunion thing, because you can really drag an audience through something. Well, and like Rage, right? Like we were just about to see Rage, and honestly, uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about it because I want to see I want to see Rage way bad, but also it's kind of like you guys were so legendary because you disappeared. And I don't know if you should do a reunion. I, I just think Zach De La Roca has the actual clout to to carry that band. That's what I think. I think yeah, I'm there. I like to see Tom Morello with him, but like that dude is 
he lived his creed. Yeah. The man raged. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I want to see rage. I love rage. They're one of my favorites. And like, I do think probably if you put a gun to my head and said favorite guitarist ever, I would say Tom Morello. Like Tom Morello legit is my favorite. I know he's gone on to become very cringe, but what he did with rage was literally historic. It was cool. So good. Oh, but yeah. Reunions are sketchy though. You got to be careful, man. Some expert thoughts. There's some expert thoughts. Truly expert. That that moves us right on. Right on in to uh, Bop of the Week. The Bop of the Week. I didn't warn CJ, but this is the the part of the show where we all drop a track that we've been listening to this week. Been enjoying. We actually have a playlist. Got to add it. Add it to our list. Yeah, we'll add it on. So basically, uh, we're just going to go in a circle and uh, we'll, you you can go last, CJ, and just any track you've been bopping this week. Um, I can I can freaking start. Um, I would say a track that I have been playing this week like crazy is um, "Respirate" by Pine Grove. Um, Pine Grove is literally just like one of my favorites ever. And it was on your Instagram story last night, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, somebody's observing. I saw it. Gang. So I, they are like the perfect fall music. Like they basically are the embodiment of fall. Um, just like lyrically and sonically. It's just like, these guys are like fall. And so obviously it's been a huge resurgence for me the last few weeks. And honestly, they are like top five favorite artists ever for me. So anyways, Respirates off the new album. Um, I plug basically everything they've released. Uh, it's all fantastic. So, anyways, great track. Check it out if you haven't. CJ just no, he's probably browsing his. Are you there? Are you there, CJ? Yeah, he's probably browsing his library. I see you, CJ. I know what you're doing. All right, uh, my my bop, my bop this week. Uh, I I can't even remember the name because names are just not what I remember, but um, I might be able to come up with it. It's it's the new, it's the second single towards this new Arctic Monkeys album. Oh. It's, it's super. Oh, the Disco uh, disco Ball? That was the first single. Uh, if you want to pull it up for me. I but got you. Arctic Monkeys album's coming out this month. Oh, man, is it this fr- It's Is this Friday like the 23rd or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Holy crap, it comes out this weekend. And um sick. They're doing a kind of a part 2 to uh, I ain't where, quite where I think I am. That might be a third single, bro. Mm, there's that body paint or there body better paint. be a mirror body, body paint. paint. So they must have a third single now. Um it's it's yeah, body paint. Music video is super cool. Um I love tranquility bass uh casino whatever so good hotel and casino a lot of people don't like that album but because like they want the whole am thing which i like am a lot as well they're really i want your favorite worst mistake back whatever that album was called with um it's like their first album the guy smoking yeah is it who's smoking he looks like adam sandler honestly but it's not adam sandler favorite worst nightmare (laughs) is the one i'm thinking of But anyway, and then uh, whatever people say, and that's what I'm not. Solid, solid, solid group, honestly. Um, but 
Tranquility Base was a major tone shift. They went like lounge, jazz, chilled out. Um, I don't know what, but the songwriting is like really unique, really distinct. It's like the only thing I know of that's like that, especially right now. Yeah. And the new album is just called, I think, The Car. And it's uh, supposed to be sonically the same, but so they're, they're continuing in that direction. They say it lives in the same world as that last album, but but they ditched the whole space thing. I'm really, really interested, really, really excited. And uh, if you haven't seen that video slash, slash listen to that song, definitely worth it. I also plugged Tranquility Bass. Extremely good album. Interesting. I've never listened to that. You album. really should. I mean, it's it's great. I heard D- AM, but that was. D- yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to even tell you what to expect with it. It is very chill, very different. It's it's really good. Hmm. I like it. I love Interesting. it. Um, my bop of the week, not to just, I was just talking about botch, but I mean, ever since they like played a show at all, that was like mind blowing. I, I can't think of anybody else like getting porcupine tree back together was wild, but like botch getting back together was way more wild. Cause they went, I don't know if you ever listened to minus the bear, but that's the guy from botch. That was his band. And obviously they're way bigger than botch ever was. That is a very familiar name. Um, but there's a song from their album, We're the Romans, called C. Thomas Howell is the Soul Man. And it's about like hardcore bands in the 90s that are like way overly political. But it's them accusing all these bands of it just being an act. Like, it's one of the lines, support this, support that. Once again, it's all an act. And I that song is just, it's fantastic. And whereas the album they released before, We're the Romans, American Nervoso, it's very fast-paced and heavy we are the Romans has a lot more like slow melodic stuff and like vocal harmonies, like people doing clean singing alongside like Dave Knutes and the vocalist screaming and just huge sonic parts. And, and they're only doing two shows, two shows at that, the show box in Seattle. It's actually, that like, goes hard. I love I am that. Literally just dude. I like didn't see it. I was like working, working, working. I was actually working today, which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> and like, I see something pop up in my email from the show box. Cause it's, you know, I like to go there when I'm in Seattle, it's a cool little venue and like right by Pike's place. And it popped up. It's like botched two shows in February. I was like, time out. What? And went and searched it up. And sure enough. So question Duke Nukem versus sing botch. What about Duke Nukem? Which is better. Oh, seen botch. All right. Duke Nukem's already been ruined for me. <laughs> last, the last I heard you talking about Duke Nukem, I, it was sounded pretty sick to me, honestly. Oh, that was the Duke Nukem Forever 2001 build that people have, like found from E3 and released. It's pretty good. They're currently finishing the game, like a bunch of modders. Like all the stuff's there. They're just finishing it for the people that never did. Duke Nukem, botch. You heard it here first. And there's a new Silent Hill. It's literally 2001. Yeah, no, I was thinking that, though, because, like, even with the Paramore coming back around and Blink-182, it's like we're kind of having, like, a little early 2000s revival moment. Mm-hmm. We really are. We really are. Which is fine with me, because <laughs> we can push the new metal out. Dude, did you hear? Did you hear that, uh, uh, oh, freak, what are they even called? What is that horrible new metal band? Dang. Which one? Pod. No, oh, don't even speak their name. Dude, dude, Pod. Pod 
is that, coming. That record, Satellite Bangs, I'd go watch them, depending on what they play. <laughs> Wait they, a minute, you're saying a pod album bang? Have you listened to anything they made before that album? So, like, that's where they blew up. But before that, they were literally just a hardcore band. Ah. Uh, and so, like, gotcha. early POD, like, their album, Southtown, is really good. Like, it's definitely, like, got rap and stuff in it. Like, it's obvious where they're headed, but they're just playing with hardcore bands at that point. And that album, Satellite, the one that has, like, Youth of the Nation and everything on it, has um hr the vocalist of bad brains is on that album hmm. and so I- i've always liked pod because even if like the music's not like groundbreaking Dude, or, like great you can't, you can't like pod and be talking smack on limb biscuit it's like oh i absolutely can't no you can't do that i literally That's can't not fair limb biscuit never had hr from the bad brains on there so <laughs> all right cj cj you cj i once asked for a uh because i like a sound production sound design type stuff and i asked i was just like hey you should sh- send me a few tracks man sends me an eight hour playlist nice. literally, literally an hour <laughs> later so what have you been listening to um this week i've been listening to a lot of stuff but i'm gonna have to choose for my bop of the week era um soul absentia i've never heard of that is that the band era mm, the band era so what what genre are we talking? If I'm thinking, it's the band spelled like E R R A, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's like okay. metalcore. Yeah, dude, sick. Is metalcore like that super clean, like almost electronic adjacent guitar type? Mm, can it's be. like lullabies. It's like lullabies. Mm. It can also be that. It's it's chill. It's like, are you saying like go to sleep type music? I sleep to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes confession week it's, confe- it's it, dude it's confession <laughs> week confession week <laughs> dude so so why did you choose that track then uh because it bangs honestly <laughs> it's gonna break down at the end and it hits hard love it you you uh truly sing like you you to my knowledge had never had not really listened to much metal music before what 2016 yeah that's right gotcha you told me about dream theater on the mission and that's when i came back in you hear that got into love it, it. Do you, you hear that that's some you're doing more than one missionary work out yeah there. that that's my kind of missionary work you were doing yeah i really did i would always uh from uh scenes from a memory great I, album i was always singing because there's a lot of stuff in there that has to do with afterlife mm-hmm. and all this stuff I would sing it. We'd sing it to investigators when we're teaching Planet Salvation. Yep. It was was pretty (laughs) epic. So, um, um, Dream Theater truly bringing the truth to the world. Are you a big prog? Are you a big prog guy then, CJ? Uh, yeah. These days, prog metal, I listen to more like, um, um, Periphery and Miss Sugar Clones. A very true. That's like the type of prog music. metal that I'm into. I see. Nice. A lot of zero zeros on the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top string. I, the, the, the I, gent, the gent. <laughs> I'm I'm all in on that. I love it. I yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I I I loved prog for a long time and I burned out on it really bad. But I I do still love metal. Um yeah, I do love metal. I just man, if it get if it gets too then i i i tune out i think mainly what kills it for me is the keyboard at this point because like some of those some of those fellas still they got riffs on the guitar but then 
whenever the keyboardist comes in, you're like, bro, don't it's ruin, like, who, who don't let, ruin who, this. Who let you in? Literally. Literally, who let you in? <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, but speaking of metal stuff, uh, CJ, I mean, uh, blah, 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 blah. Cody, um, I had a coworker at week at work this week. I cannot freaking speak. English is tough. English is tough, right, dude. <gasps> okay, so I had a coworker at work this week that told me to go listen to the newest Loathe album. Oh, Loathe is tight. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. I, I called their album. I don't know if it's the newest one. They might have released something since then, but it, it's I called. I let it in, and it took. Yeah, everything. that album rules. Yeah, and I was like, this is literally just Deftones' White Pony for people that don't remember the year two thousand. <laughs> and it ruled like I, Deftones White Pony is a great album. Like as far as like new metal goes and kind of everything that falls under that banner, that's the album as far right. as I'm concerned. And when I listened to that one, literally it was like six months ago, probably I put it on and I was like, Oh, it's good. These kids get it. Yeah. They're coming. They're playing the whole album. I, no, I know. That's why he, he invited me to go with him. Oh, I, I'm down. Yeah. I think I might be down to go. Honestly, if it's not on a night that's like, if it's not busy, I want to go. Because, like, honestly, they're playing the album, like you just said, front to back, mm -hmm. which I think is pretty sick. And, uh, I, I mean, CJ, if you you should listen to that album. It's called I Let It In and It Took Everything by Loathe. It's pretty It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I got a last question for you. I, I got a last question for you, CJ, and then uh, we'll sign off. But uh, we had uh, Joe Vaughn on maybe six months ago, and, and, and he made the statement that, there is no music scene in New Zealand. Is are you going to corroborate that statement? There's no music scene in New Zealand. Uh, kind of. There's there's not really a music scene for like instrumentalist musicians. I feel like the most kind of music scene we have here is like the DJ community and clubs, like. A lot of like EDM producers and that kind of stuff are going hard, but there's not a lot of like, yeah, like I said, instrumentalist, like band type of, you know, that kind of. There was a point, scene. there was a point when you were, you were involved with the weekly show, right? Out there? Yeah. 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 I was um, teaching on the radio every week. Do you still associate? Do you do that? Cause like, it looked like you were having a good time. One time I saw you wearing a dress. Nice. <laughs> No, that's right. I remember that. I lost a, I lost a bet, and I had to wear a dress. No, I haven't done anything like that since I moved back from Australia. To be honest, dude, you should go and I start hitting up the freaking radio station, bro. I did send CJ uh, flumes going to New Zealand. Really? Yep. It's you got to make sure, CJ. You didn't miss it already, did you? Uh, no, but I don't know if I'll be in the country for it because I'm going to. Korea, Japan. I won't get back until March, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you'll holy. You'll crap. probably be gone. You're gonna be out yeah, there a long time, dog. I made fun of it. For, yeah, I was right. like, "That's so crazy. You can just leave for two weeks." That's a direct quote from you earlier. It's like five months. That's five <laughs> months. What are you doing? Yeah. Crypto is what he's doing. So I can stay in Korea for up to three months, but then I can leave and come back and reset the clock. So I'm gonna go to Japan. Nice, and then come back. To Korea and then go back to Japan. Yeah. So here at Network Radio, we've been dabbling with the idea of giving financial advice. Yeah, dude, we've been dabbling it. We are financiers, <laughs> and um, and so what we were kind of thinking is, you, we'll, we'll give you the floor for uh, a grand total of thirty seconds. Give us, give us the crypto take that the, the people deserve, and uh, then okay. then we really will wrap this thing up. 
Um, if you're wanting to get into crypto, don't get into speculative trading because that's nothing more than just gambling, in my opinion. Find a good project that you can invest in long term that will pay out consistent dividends with a developer that has a good track record and put all your money into that. And uh, if, I, if I was to shout out one project that I think is a good recommendation, Drip. It's called Drip. Just search up Drip Crypto into YouTube and you'll find 101 different videos showing what it's about. And that's my recommendation. If you want to go and live in Japan and Korea for five, five months. Five freaking months, dude. That's your ticket. And I have to admit. I will say, CJ, uh, I'm, I mean, I follow him on Instagram and the dude posts crypto tips like crazy. He's very well researched. Uh, he's kind of balling. I'm not going to lie. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. <laughs> Hope you have a good time. It's been good having you. I guess that is us for the week. Uh, we'll see uh, if Logan's back. We may not hear from him. That's kind of how it works. But um, I, we'll be back next week. Uh, it's been Nimwick Radio. Toodaloo.